You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by hotmovies.com. Do you want a website where you can see it all? One place to stream your favorite movies, one place with hundreds of scenes with your favorite stars? Then you want to visit hotmovies.com. Hotmovies.com is your one-stop shop for all your adult movie needs. They even have a bunch of my movies, like graphic content, my most recent feature that I wrote and directed for Wicked Pictures. The best part is, by using my code HOLLY, you'll get 40 free minutes. No credit card required. So make sure that you visit hotmovies.com and use my code HOLLY for your free 40 minutes. Already a member of Hot Movies? You can still use my code to get an additional 20 minutes free. That's hotmovies.com, code HOLLY, H-O-L-L-Y. You won't regret it. Holly Randall Unfiltered is also brought to you by Adam and Eve. AdamandEve.com is like the biggest online superstore for all of your sex needs. They've got toys, they've got lingerie, they've got movies. It's pretty much a one-stop shop for everything sexy. Now, you'll get 10 free gifts when you order one item. Something for her, something for him, something you'll both enjoy, and six free movies, plus free shipping. All you have to do is enter code HOLLY at checkout. That's H-O-L-L-Y at adamandeve.com for your 10 free gifts. Today on the show, I have Tommy Pistol, one of the best actors in the adult industry, hands down. He's been in countless features and won many, many awards for his talents. He's truly such a delight to have on set, so I'm super excited to be able to sit down with him and interview him for an hour. We touch on a wide range of topics, such as does he feel like he always has to be funny on set, because he is like a really funny guy in person, Um, how the narrative of the porn storyline is developing and how he's been playing some really powerful roles in that. And also, he has the best first time I ever shot a porn story, like for real. One of the questions that I always ask people on this show is like, what was your first porn scene like? And Tommy's story absolutely tops everybody else's hands down. Let's just say it involves Joanna Angel and anal. So without any further ado, I bring you the man, the myth, the legend, Tommy Pistol. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have the very big, elusive superstar, Tommy Pistol. (laughs) Flaccid. Well, I hope you're flaccid now. I mean, you don't need to be erect. No. But, I mean, it is just the beginning of the podcast. Who knows what may happen, Tommy? Oh, sound my kick in. I've heard I've got a really sexy voice. You do have a sexy voice. Oh, thank you. There's me just 
fishing for compliments right away, right off the bat. What else do you love about me, Tommy? I know that I brought you here to interview you, but... You notice my sweater? Yeah. Isn't it tight? Oh, my God. Tommy, what do you think about me? I hope I don't pass out from this tight sweater on my chest. <laughs> and my bra is totally padded. I'm such a liar. <laughs> such a liar. Tommy, how are you? I'm, I'm really good. I'm... Really good. Uh, yeah. So I was saying before we started the podcast that often when I have male performers on, I get a little, I usually get like less feedback on social media because to be fair, most of my followers are guys and they're just interested in the girls. But with you, I had quite a few people who were really excited that you were coming on and actually sent me questions to ask you. That's awesome. So I feel like that was like a really good sign about, you know, how, how popular you are. And I, I appreciate that. And I know that not only, you know, do the fans love you, but like everybody in the industry loves you. Like, lo- like you're everybody's favorite. How does it feel, Tommy, to be everybody's favorite? <laughs> it, um, I, I guess sometimes when people like compliment, they're like, dude, you're so good. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, thanks. You yeah. Know, like, I, I know it's coming from a good place and mm-hmm. like it's really nice to feel appreciated, but mm-hmm. um I think I kinda I'd I know I've I've done well and only like in this industry and I realized that because from the time that I got in I seen like the changing of guards mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, between yes. like male talent and yes. everything and um, and it's basically how well you're doing is how often you're working, right. obviously. And this is like the one job you can't really you're not working, not making money, yeah. so yeah, or thriving or like anything. So I really do appreciate all the work I get from mm-hmm. everyone, and I've just always had that. Um, I just always wanted to have that, like. Very gratitude, humble, thank you mm-hmm. uh, with whoever I work for, for whatever, and just always try to be professional and my best and appreciate it. And um, I mean, yeah, and I think that's have shown and like along the ways and the more people talk or as time goes on and people come and go and stuff. And it's nice to be still appreciated after 14 years. Yeah. And, and, and that like kind of humility and professionalism and gratitude goes, I think, just as far as being able to perform, being a good performer, um, being a great actor, which you obviously are as well. Because, you know, having these long days on set, you generate, and when you work a lot, and, you know, you, I've talked to my friend, our mutual friend, Mike Quasar, many times about this. Like, we want to be around people that we like. Yeah. You know, people who make our days easier, who make us laugh, who make us, you know, make it not such a, a grudging long day. 
And especially after an experience that I had earlier this week, and I won't name names, but I had somebody show up two and a half hours late to set and like not give a fuck. And that was so incredibly frustrating. That's rude. So rude. (laughs) So rude. Um, So it just made, it just reminded me of how much I appreciate professional people and people who care about the job and people who respect your time. Yeah. Um, Because when you get people who don't do that, it's it's a real reminder of um you know what it could be like i guess yeah yeah i um i know i was talking to some people on set and we were just talking about people and personalities and like showing respect and everything and i know like uh on set i kind of i wasn't i was venting mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so i'm around people i mean i mean honestly like you know, I'm a dad, mm-hmm. so I don't go out too much. I don't, like, yeah. I consider the people I work with when I'm at work, like, that's my work and hangout time with yeah. people to chat and catch up and what you watch yeah. and did you see this and oh, my God. And, yeah, so I don't really do too much outside uh, when I'm not working because mm-hmm. I'm with my family. And um, I remember thinking I was like so comfortable I'm around these people so often like I just got to get some stuff off my chest mm-hmm. and I know I got probably a little loud and if, you know it was personal <laughs> yeah but it was only because I felt comfortable being around those people but then you know once I got in my car I was like well that was really unprofessional <laughs> and like just sent a message of like I'm sorry dude I just had to like yeah say it and I, I've known you for so many years and mm-hmm. vice versa. And we know this mutual person I'm venting about. And, yeah. But then uh, that was also kind of like, cause that it came back to me because who I was venting about, they did find out. Oh no. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, well, all right. That's where, you know, work is work. And yes. Outside of <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, let's you got to keep it separated. So. Yeah, I know I know what you mean, and um, I definitely struggle with that. I actually feel like I've made a more conscious decision to not complain on set as much as I feel like I did like last year, and also I had a really bad year last yeah. year, um, and I kind of had this realization that my behavior directly affects how like my crew behaves. And how they feel about being on set. And I, I realized that there was a time that I was, I was so miserable. Like yeah. last year was a horrible year for me and I was super miserable and I was miserable on set. And I feel like I really kind of, um, that, that vibe transferred to everybody else on set. And I realized I don't want to run, um, run a set like yeah. that. I think I'm trying to make a point because again, like, I'm around like Joanna Angel. I've mm-hmm. been working from the start. She yeah. gave me my first scene. So you, when you're around these people for so long, it's yeah. like, I'm going to talk to you about whatever. Yeah, you yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> you asked me. So right. since you asked. But I mean, it's just, I, I think uh, that's something I'm going to work on too. And because mm-hmm. I know I wear my heart on my sleeve. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think. Th- I, I want to make it a point to also, and I think it'll make myself feel better. Yeah. But like I, in that same vein, like I also appreciate because I do wear my heart in my sleeve and it's pretty obvious. Like sometimes I get the set and 
people are like, oh, you're okay. And it's like, ah, oh, I thought I was hiding it. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, but I always try to, I understand like this is work. So I always try to always do my best and mm-hmm. be that like kind of like w- wacky kid in class that everyone laughs at and everything just to make the day go faster and stuff. Yeah. And so I, I think uh, that's a positive trait I have to like kind of hide whatever's going on yeah. to get the job done. You definitely have um, like a reputation for being like a funny guy and kind of a wacky guy and somebody really fun to be around. And, you know, there's always that like, oh, Tommy Pistol is going to be on set. It's going to be a fun day. It's going to be hilarious. Like, do you ever kind of almost feel that pressure? Like you have to be funny and on point all the time because that's what people expect of you. Like you can't just like, you know, maybe you come, you're like, I just want to be kind of quiet today, maybe a little broody and like not not rude, but like, do I have to like it's entertain like every, you guys? All like the time? everyone's watching. Yeah, like, like Tommy tap dance right. He, he picked up something. Maybe it's gonna drop it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just drank it. Uh, he must be sad. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I I think that's an I think that's a nice thing if uh, people look forward to having you on set. Yeah, like. Because the other side of that is like, oh shit, he's coming. (laughs) All right, just let's get this done. (laughs) Like, so if I could, I mean, the only drawback to that is just end up talking or joking too much. Mm -hmm. And I always like say, like, tell me, shut the fuck up. Yeah, please. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Sometimes if it's just, I don't know, making people laugh is great. Yeah, you know, and it's, I think for what we do too, if like. You have a whole experience of joy and not even in the rough stuff. Yeah. You still like find humor and like do something intense, but then like laugh about it. I think that's amazing and healthy. And I know that makes me feel better and like go to sleep better at night. Because if it was always this one like, I got to be serious. I got to be angry. I got to be Batman. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Like no jokes or anything. Then who wants to be around that? Yeah, I mean, you have an incredible amount of range. Um, I mean, you're able to play, you know, the funny role in a very serious dark role as well. Um, and I want to touch about touch on like two scenes that you've done that display both sides that are like my favorite. I think the first one you're probably going to know what I'm talking about. The funny one, your recent Angela White scene that like literally everybody's talking about oh, for, for Bang, Bang Bros. Bros. <laughs> Okay, I feel like has it gone viral? If it hasn't, it should it's, because it's so fucking funny. Now I gotta ask you: Were you channeling whatever his name is from Charlie? It's, yeah, Charlie, Charlie from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Well, was that the plan going into the scene? Well, they, you know, usually like when we do setups, uh, when I'm starting to see now, it's just so it helps the actors kind mm-hmm. of realize they'll show like clips and scenes of stuff, and. um and be like, well, this character in this movie, and like, so because mm-hmm. they want to hit certain things, I'm sure mm-hmm. for the trailers, so that's mm-hmm. like you know what's going on. So I think the movie they were showing was bad, bad bosses or something. Oh, um, uh, mean bosses mean, or yeah, some, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a great movie. So they show that with Charlie and um, Jennifer. Wait, Aniston. Aniston. Yeah, yeah, she's in it. Yeah, so. And I was like, oh, I could, 
I was like, oh, I could do the voice because I just did this Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, okay. And they're like, do you want do you want me to do it the whole time? <laughs> and they're like, oh, if you can. I was like, all right, I'll do the voice. So it was fun. So the whole time I was just like, tell me, oh my God, I just died. <laughs> It's so funny. And I, I saw it like on Twitter and I and I was laughing at it. And then I came to set. Yeah. And I think I'm pretty sure. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was Kenzie Taylor who's coming on right after you. And she was talking about it on set. Oh. And she was like, I, and she kept playing it over and over again. She's like, you got to And the one part that she loved the most was when you jump on the bed, like you go oh. into plank. <laughs> And then you jump on the bed and she like kept, she's like, I can't stop watching this. She's like, this is my favorite part. And she kept like rewinding it to that part. And she was like just cracking up. Oh, that's funny. Um, we didn't, I mean, working with Angela White is like. Always a pleasure. Yeah. yeah and she's, she's just, great. I mean, she's like one of those people that is like, let's have fun. Mm-hmm. Like she's. Be, like she's done amazing work. She has a great career. Like everything's good. So she's not somebody that I've never been on set where she was like, don't talk to me. I'm on my phone. Yeah. Or like this, you know, like I'll just lay back. And I mean, she's everybody like the has epitome some me of professional. Yeah. Like, she's amazing. She's so, so she's just, I wish, I wish, I wish more people were like her. <laughs> so yeah. So like, when I work with somebody like her mm-hmm. and I'm like, I think we don't even have to say like, Hey, let's plan this out. Let's, and it's, it's like, let's just have fun. Mm-hmm. And that's what that whole scene was mm-hmm. fun. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, I've worked with girls who were like, Oh, I don't want to do that. It makes me look silly or stupid. And I was like, yeah, but that's my thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's just yeah. like, see what happens. And that's what, that scene was, and I'm glad. I'm really glad so many people liked it, and we actually were working together soon again for Bang Bros. Oh and yeah, it's kind of. I'm like, whoa, how do we talk? Yeah, I, I don't think you can. <laughs> I was actually now like, maybe I don't know. She's like, fringing my ass or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, didn't Little you put bubble? your balls in her asshole in that scene? Yeah. <laughs> Had you ever done that before? Uh. A- yeah, um, I forgot with who. I it's it's not it's not an easy task. I was gonna say, I feel like it's really not easy to do. No, it's not. <laughs> it's if I get it, I get it. <laughs> but it's it was like one of those again with her. It's like yeah, whatever. Like yeah. let's just do it. Have fun. Have fun and make the best scene we can. And yeah. like that's what came out of that. And everything was so spontaneous. And the camera, uh, it was just kind of like. I'll follow you guys. Yeah. Like, let's just do it. I love it when, like, I don't really, like, really have – I feel like that was one of those days that, like, the director was just like, this is so amazing. I don't have to do anything. I just have to point the camera at these well, two. yeah. And they're going to, like, just do amazing stuff. Yeah. That's when, like, you feel appreciated for what you do because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we were out of here, like, so fast. Like, mm-hmm. there's no dragging. I mean, everybody has a bad day. It happens. Yeah. But definitely, <clears throat> I always – like bringing that happy joy, like let's have fun. Like mm-hmm. it does help. Yes. And if everyone's on the same page, then you have a great job. It's yeah. a great day. But- so it's interesting because the other scene I want to bring up is also with Angela White. And that really shows 
like your the other side that you can play. Um, and this, I've talked about this. If if you listen to my podcast a lot, you've heard me bring up the scene like a million times because I just feel like it's such a important scene. And it's was for me like really significant because it was the first time that I was emotionally moved by a, a porn scene, Oh, wow. which I mean, never happens, right? Like you never watch a porn scene and then like, I'm, I'm, I almost felt moved to tears and I'm not kidding. So it was the weight of infidelity. <clears throat> and I think for me as a woman who, you know, always feel like struggles with her weight, always like is concerned about body image and stuff like that. I just feel like that, scene really hit home for me. Mm. Um, so you play Angela's boyfriend who is controlling her in terms of how much she eats and, you know, wanting to encourage her to remain thin. And she finds out that you're cheating on her with Carla Lane, who's a BBW performer and you control Carla in a different way where you like to, I guess they, they call it being a, a feedy feeder, a feeder, feeding. feeder. Right. Right. So you like purposely feed these, these bigger girls. Um, and that's part of the fetish. So it's like controlling her weight, but in a different way, like trying to make her bigger, which I thought was a really interesting commentary on just our obsession with weight in general. Yeah. Um, so how is that scene for you to shoot? Because I remember Angela told me that, um, she, you actually struggled to say the things that you had to say to her because it was so unkind and so against like your personality. Yeah. Um, I'm like kind of going like off on a character and everything. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a, like I could scream and say, you know, like fuck you and bitch and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like that's not as, uh, to, to me, it doesn't sound as hurtful because mm-hmm. we, I don't know, but focusing on her weight mm-hmm. and like, it's like almost a no, you don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and then, you know, that, I think that was the, the struggle that I had a little bit because it was like, basically like, you're fat. Yeah. You know, you're a fucking pig and all these like horrible things, like I would never say. Mm-hmm. But then doing it, and it was like, whoa. Yeah. And, you know, we had, like, a premise of where we wanted to go and what to be said and, like, actions and stuff. So a lot of, like, what came out was just, like, at the moment. And then Mm -hmm. if it was good and they want to get another angle, then it was like, do it again. But none of that dialogue was really planned. Mm. So when it did came out, like, everybody on set was like, Hmm. Like nobody liked me that day. <laughs> like, you were yeah, the remember, lovable Tommy that you normally. Yeah, are. they're like you're not funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like I think Craven Moore had like said that he was like uh, I don't like this Tommy. <laughs> but it was it did its job. Yeah. Like we got the point across, mm-hmm. you know. And um, of course, like whenever I leave set, I was like, oh, if I would have done that or this, mm-hmm. but. I mean, it was perfect for what it was. And yeah, that was an intense scene. And, you know, bravo to her for like wanting to go to that place and like do something that was a part of her life and like kind of get above, uh, rise above it. And, yeah. Like, put it out there and be like, I went through this and I'm okay with it and I'm stronger for it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I want to point out to those who don't know, Angela actually wrote that scene. So yes. that was entirely her idea. 
And if you go back and listen to um, my one of my last two interviews with her, I don't remember which one we talked about it in. I think it was the first one. Um, maybe it was the second one. Anyways, go listen to them both. They're great. Uh, but she talked about how, you know, she wrote that from a place of personal experience. Like she struggles with her weight and it's something that is on her mind all the time. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a scene that's not only like very emotional just in of itself, but it's a very personal thing to her too. So that I can see that that would have made it even almost more difficult for you because you're really touching on a subject. It'd be like one thing if you were, you know, acting at that character to somebody who's never experienced that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I was also like, I guess what came out, like I was also basing on her reaction to it, right? you know? And like, I, I'm, I remember her saying, like, I kept apologizing. She's like, it's okay. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's just like in this industry, like bodies, everything. So mm-hmm. like, you know, putting it out there, like me insulting your weight and everything. Yeah. It was like, whoa, this is, you know, I hope this doesn't backfire. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it was the reviews and the fact they got mainstream, like acknowledgement mm-hmm. and respect was like, wow. Yeah. And I think those are like, there's so much we could do about like subjects like that. And yeah. I don't think we have to stay to the cookie cutter. And I, I think um, the past few years, like the industry has been like branching out more. Like a lot of my Quasar scripts are mm-hmm. amazing because they're not this like simple story. Like yeah. they really, they're diving into some serious you know, issues and feelings and people and personalities. And I think that's what helps us grow. Yes. We just do the same gonzo, whatever. Yeah. Then we're never, we're never going to be respected. Yeah. Like I think as time goes on, like the more we do to branch out as an industry and show what we could do and just not do the norm. Like it's like, I don't know. A lot could change. I'm hoping. I, I completely agree with you. I've seen such a big shift in, um, you know, scripts and storylines and where they've gone um, in the industry. It's been really amazing. And just, you know, having some really talented people coming in and directing and writing stuff. Um, It's been, uh, and you know, who would have thought that porn would become, could become this platform for discussion of like progressive and and socially conscious issues. I mean, it's just crazy. Well, why... Why not? Right like, not. Everybody watches it. Yeah. But like I I don't think that anybody ever believed that anybody in the industry had the talent or the ability to tackle those subjects. And I think that, that yeah. we're proving that wrong. I, I think there's a time and there's a pot a group of people and we're able to do that. Yeah. And I hope that doesn't go away. I right. hope it stays and it grows. And like a lot of pre mills, like pure taboo, like a lot of stuff I've done for them, like, did touch on serious subjects, you know, right. and I'm, I like, I love that. Mm-hmm. And I love doing challenging, something challenging me or getting, I have to dive deep and, like, kind of find some emotions. And, yeah, I I love all that. And I hope it doesn't go away. I hope it grows. Do you have a favorite role that you've played or maybe even, like, a most challenging role that you were very proud of? 
Um, well, I'll, I'll always go to the Evil Head, the Evil Dead parody I did for Burning Angel. Okay. I was playing Ash Williams, <clears throat> Bruce Campbell's character. Uh, I've, I've never I, seen Evil Dead. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. And I like horror movies, too. Well, it just came – I think a Blu-ray version came out. Okay. Like a really nice polished version. Maybe see that. Okay. Or we could see it together. Ooh. Ooh. A little horror movie night. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a great role because I love that character. Okay. And uh, who is that? Can you explain the character a little bit for those of us who maybe haven't seen? Well, <laughs> Ash and his girlfriend go to a cabin with some friends, mm-hmm. and they end up finding a book, the Book of the Dead, mm-hmm. and a tape recorder. And they don't really know what it is, so they start going through it and playing the tape recorder. Ends up releasing demons mm-hmm. <laughs> that were in the forest. So. Everyone gets possessed, and Ash is basically trying to survive mm. and to get out of there and stuff. So it's the way we did the. Did they do a remake? They did three of them, and oh. they did do a remake. Yes, I feel like maybe I've seen the remake. Uh, remake. Does someone get uh, killed with a chainsaw in the face? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that happens in a lot of horror movies, though. So yeah. I could be well. That was something else. That one was like. For like a minute or two, <laughs> it's just like sawing her face and blood. I was like, "This is amazing." <laughs> it wasn't like a quick, like, like "Oh, sh- she's dead." It was yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like looking at your watch, like, "Wow, that's a lot of blood." So I, lo- I love the remake actually. <laughs> um, so that was a favorite. Uh, another one, I was uh, Pee Wee. Uh, Mike Bisco's. Uh, oh God, you played Pee Wee. I played oh Pee Wee. You did such a good job. It was amazing. I was so proud of it. I was so proud of it. And that when that w- went up for the AVN uh, at the award show when they screened it, like the trailer, like who's gonna win? Like everyone laughed when it came on, right? Mm. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. And then uh, St. Croix, wait. Stephen St. Croix? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He ended up winning mm. for playing himself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But I was okay. like, this. He's like, I don't think he's in the industry anymore right. anyway. Well, so. uh, and everyone booed. <gasps> and they booed when he won. And, oh, no. And then that year. That's and they awkward. said, not for me. <laughs> yeah, well, not for you, but wow. But because of that. They were like, we've never seen this before. That was amazing. Everyone loves you. Do you want to host 2015? And I was like, yeah. So because of that little interaction, yeah. that they were like, all right, there's something here. Yeah. So they trusted me. So I was really glad. And cool. I got to host. I want to ask you about hosting the AVN Awards. Um, and actually, somebody sent me a question. But we are going to take a quick break um, to hear from our sponsors. And then oh. when we come back. I want to ask you about your ABN award um, hosting and also like how you got into the industry. That's always like a fun story. And I have a couple other questions up my sleeve, including something maybe involving Ivanka Trump. (gasps) So hang on guys. We'll be right back. This episode of Holly Randall unfiltered is brought to you by care of care of vitamins is a subscription based delivery service that delivers the supplements you need directly to your door. Are you aware of how most of us are deficient in all kinds of necessary nutrients that we just aren't getting what we need from our diet? 
Do you experience sluggishness, digestion issues, or difficulty sleeping? A lot of this can be attributed to a vitamin deficiency. And the crazy thing is most of us are experiencing this on a daily basis and we don't even realize it. Well, you can put a stop to all of that. Go to takecareof.com and fill out their quick online five-minute quiz. It'll ask you questions about your exercise and dietary habits, your sleeping patterns, stress levels, and so on. With the information that you provide, Care Of will build a custom vitamin package just for you. And they've recently made a little change there that I love. The packets are now made of compostable plant-based film, so it safely keeps your vitamins easy to take on the go, and it's better for the environment. I personally love companies that take these kinds of ethics into consideration with their products. Personally, I never realized how important vitamins were until I started taking them myself. Now, I literally cannot go a day without taking my care of vitamins. It makes a huge difference in how I feel as I go through my day, and it will do that for you too. And if a subscription service makes you nervous, don't be. They make it super easy to either pause your deliveries or cancel them altogether. So go to takecareof.com and use my code HOLLY to get 25% off your first order. That's takecareof.com and use H-O-L-L-Y for 25% off. Take care of your body with Take Care Of. All right, guys, we are back. So, Tommy, what the fuck was it? <laughs> when we started again, I like teased it, and then I, I think ABN. Oh my god! Ivanka. Thank you. Wow, it's on your mind. Yeah, sorry, I'm tired today. <laughs> um, I had a very stressful day yesterday, but we won't get into that. So, Avian Awards, you yes. hosted that with Alexis Texas, yes, and um, Dave. Toronto Dave or Dave Toronto 99, I think his name is on Twitter. Okay. Um, sent me a question um, asking you how much rehearsal went into hosting the EVN Awards. Um, well, thanks for your question, Dave. <laughs> um, we did get together a few times uh, before we went Vegas for that week. And I mean, like choreographing, like the dance and everything. Like we really had. You did a dance. I didn't go to the Avian. Show, it's all right. So it's on Showtime. You can see. Okay. I don't uh, have Showtime. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love Showtime. <laughs> um, no, uh, we did get to rehearse, like kind of get an idea of the choreographing mm-hmm. and like what to do and but it wasn't that until that week I think a day or two where we had like on stage with like the the dancers mm-hmm. like we had a few and everything so just kind of like that was like two days of like really like okay I know I gotta be here when I'm singing this and that mm-hmm. and so we didn't get a lot mm-hmm. and Obviously, it went over well, so nobody could tell. But mm-hmm. it was the song I did get to learn. And like, did you sing? Yeah. That's so cool. You were in a band, right? I was in a band, but that was more in New York. That was like a screamo kind of throat, <laughs> like jump around crazy. But, Amore, uh, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, that was, a, I did that for like five years. That was amazing. 
So, um, but this was different, definitely different singing. Um, yeah, we didn't get a lot of rehearsal and until the day of, but I did get to learn the song and as much as I can. And right before, you know, I was going to go out, I was told like, don't sing it, you know? And I was like, okay. And then I just went out and sang it. (laughs) Cause I, I, I mean, I just, I don't know, like my voice could have cracked. It could have went crappy. So it was kind of, we wanted to do more of like a talky kind of, um, but I ended up, doing whatever I could do. So yeah. and it went over well. So Yeah, the so the Evian Awards, um, I've noticed there I mean there's a teleprompter, which is understandable. Yeah. Uh, did you have any say in what you got to say? Because I mean, f- forgive me and it, it doesn't matter because Evian doesn't care about me. Um but <laughs> the jokes that they write are just often so terrible. And I sometimes I wonder when I see people up on the stage, I'm like, oh, you got to say that. You know what I mean? Like, is there a part of you who's like, do I really have to make this joke? Like, you know, it's really bad. Um, I know there was a few things because we did like get to sit around and go over stuff and mm-hmm. who's going to say what. And like, we, we did get to put our two cents in. It wasn't total like say this and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. so we did have a lot of range. And I think that year was a big year because they cut the show like almost in half. Like mm-hmm. uh, they brought in new people, like so much was done different that, it just all fell together and mm-hmm. it was like perfect. Mm. Like from the lighting and again, the show being shorter and more kind of punchy. And mm. like, I know in the beginning, like when they do the the little skit in the beginning, introducing the show, like I made a point to like, say, don't like um, the, the host who mm-hmm. is uh, hosting it. Um, I don't know who it is. I forgot. Whatever. See, that's matter. where I'm at. That's okay. <laughs> uh, but I was appreciated. She took my advice and like, just don't come out and say like, girls who loves big black hawks. <laughs> you know, was it a female comedian? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't Kate Quigley, was it? No, okay. no. But, um, I, I appreciated like she came out and like kind of took advice mm-hmm. and like, you know, wasn't just like this, I'm going to do whatever and say whatever. I was mm-hmm. like, my, my two cents was don't like make us laugh. Mm-hmm. Don't try to relate to us and just mm-hmm. don't like kind of like a few people could get away with that, but like we're here to laugh and yeah. like entertain us. Right. Like we, you know, we literally bust our ass like all year. Yeah. For, for this, this one show. night. Yeah. This yeah. one night. Mm-hmm. So don't like make us laugh. Like, yeah. And it, it, I, I thought it went over amazing. And, yeah. like, a lot of people still say, like, that year was, like, still, like, a very an amazing year for that show. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Do you know how many Avian Awards you've won? Do you have a counting total in your head? Or is it just so many that you can't, um, even, you can't even remember? Between, I mean, I do have a handful. Between Expos and Avian, uh, I, I do have more than 10. Do I you have a shelf that. for them? In your house? They're spread out around the house. I got some in the fireplace, some in a bookshelf, some in my uh, box. I think I've lost some. <gasps> I think I, I've, I mean, I know they're here. Yeah. They're within the 
somewhere in the house. Yeah. I just have to find. <laughs> Is there one award that meant more to you than the others for any specific reason? Um, well, I mean, definitely like I won best actor a few times, mm-hmm. but uh, again, like for evil head, like being that's such an iconic movie to me. And like, mm-hmm. I worship like Bruce Campbell and like his comedian timing, timing and everything. So for me, like that movie meant so much to do it so well. Mm-hmm. Like I really put myself in like as much as I can into it. And yeah. The fact, like I walked away with a AVN for that. I was really, really happy. Yay. So, so let's uh, back up a little bit. Let's talk about how you got into the industry. So you started off in New York and you were in a sketch comedy group. I Yes. So I started off in a sketch comedy troupe called Cheese Theater Productions. Mm-hmm. And we all were friends. We all went to the same high school. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, and it was a high school for students on the verge of dropping out. <laughs> It was like continuation a, school, I think is what they call it, right? Like, yeah, it was like your last chance <laughs> to like, chance. we're not going to ask much of you. <laughs> Just come so we can mark you here. And if you can't do that, then got like, good luck. <laughs> so, but in that school, I also met like the most talented people ever. Yeah. Like, like people that maybe weren't necessarily like academic. I mean, that's kind of my yeah. issue with school a lot of times is that, you know, you have to do well in all these different subjects to succeed, but people have different um, things that they're good at. And it's like, yeah. it doesn't take into account, like maybe what your strengths are. I hated school. Yeah. I, I, I was bored. I couldn't focus. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, if you can't keep up, you fall behind. And then, mm-hmm. like, they're just passing you because you shouldn't be the oldest kid in the fucking second grade. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I hate, like, school was like, meh. But anytime I got to do anything, like, more physical or with hands, even work, like, I love doing more of that. Mm-hmm. I just didn't absorb the crap they were showing. And, like, right. honestly, most of the fucking history – I've learned when I was younger is like all shit now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Maybe I like, had to rewrite it. The Indians volunteered to me. <laughs> it was yeah. like, are you fucking the- serious? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but nobody was talking about that. Then. Right. So it's of like, now I have kids like two boys, 10 and eight and they're in school and they're learning. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, you can argue fucking a lot of this mm-hmm. you know and are they still learning like they, they must have changed the way that they're teaching well, american history now yeah right? well even like the school had a vote for columbus day uh, and they were like that was we still the- go to school yeah like because we don't that was a bullshit thing yeah. like he's yes he did stuff but it was all he was a horrible fucking yeah. person so yeah. i kind of i like things are being pointed out mm. and i like uh history and like kind of not just here's the that's it don't question anything yeah i think that's garbage and i mean now i'm like so i talked to my kids i was like you can ask you could not follow that or you could say what you want or Mm -hmm. like ask them why well just think about how different it is nowadays for us you know for, for kids nowadays as it was for us, because now you have the internet. And so you have so many places to explore other theories, other stories, other 
opinions. Whereas, you know, when we were in school, it was just like whatever your teacher told you. Well, I didn't think we had an opinion. No, then, right? no. It was kind of like, well, this is what it is. Memorize this. Yeah. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay. Yeah. And then you just went on at life. But, yeah. I mean, now it's like kind of like, oh, well, what they've told us to eat, the whole fucking food pyramid. Oh, I know. I was talking to somebody about <laughs> that the other day. Like, it was like, like complete. Yeah. And it, it had so much to do with like lobbying and the FDA. Yeah. 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 So like farmers just and- as, as we get older, just <laughs> everything was lied to and fucking bought and bullshit. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. And like I'll talk my kids. I was like, you're in, you're growing up in great times, but really weird times. Yes. Because everything I was told, I almost feel like I was lied to. Yeah. So good luck. <laughs> you know, I'll help you along the way, but God, good luck. <laughs> so, um, okay. So sorry, we went off on a tangent. Um, so you were in sketch comedy. Yeah. So what, how did, how did you move into the porn industry from there? So during uh, uh, we've been we were doing sketch comedy for a few years now, and I forgot how we saw it, but basically we came across you know like Trauma Entertainment, Lloyd Kaufman, Toxic Avenger, Class of Nickham High, like very like he's made some of the the best worst movies ever. Mm-hmm. And B- like B movies, B D Z, uh-huh. <laughs> like they're they're. They're amazing for what they are mm-hmm. and unique in that way. Mm-hmm. And he honed in on that. And honestly, like a lot of people getting into film, like have learned so much from him. Mm-hmm. Like he put out a DVD, like do make your own damn movie. And it's like, I'm not going to bullshit you on how to make a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what people need to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, they go to like film school and jump drop like $60,000. And it's like, Okay, you can read a fucking light meter, <laughs> but yeah. you're not making a movie. Yeah, like you're a PA. Like yeah, yeah. So I went to Brooks Institute of Photography, and everything that I know about photography, I learned in the field, not yeah. from school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we found Troma, and we sent him a tape. I for, I think they were asking for tapes or something, but through that, I met Doug Sackman, who I've been friends with since then. And we sent we sent him one of our comedy tapes, and we we're like, "Oh, is this funny?" And like Doug shouted Lloyd, and he's like, "Yeah, I guess, I guess." <laughs> so then we ended up working together, and like we were on like Troma Edge TV for some episodes. I ended up going to Cans with them one oh, wow. year. That was insane. I had sex with a midget. What? Wait, what? What? <laughs> wait, hold on. Yeah. The- <laughs> Can we talk about that? There's not much to talk about because. She, I was like, oh, let's, all right, it's happening. I was like, can I keep the light on? She's like, no, shut it off. I was like, oh. <laughs> but that was the whole magic. <laughs> so, so that happened. It was a crazy, insane wow. trip. I loved every second of it. Um, but so becoming really good friends with Doug, mm-hmm. uh, years go by. We still work together on projects and everything. And then, um, I find out Doug is promoting a vodka filter they had at the time called Grey Kangaroo. And Joanna, Joanna Angel, Burning Angel, they were hosting parties. So they became partners of like, we'll provide the vodka, you provide the girls. Mm-hmm. So then going to the party 
I was like, whoa. And I, I think I just got a computer. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> like the world. And I was like, had opened up suddenly. Yeah, I had so, I used to like give my porn away by like shopping bag fulls. Cause I, I loved porn. I uh-huh. was like, yeah, I jerked off a lot. What do you want? <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> like, so when I got a computer, like, and I stumbled on Burning Angel, it was like, oh my God. Yeah. And then when like being in the same room, I was like, this is awesome. Like, and I dropped to Doug. I was like, you know, I kind of wonder if I could do this. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, let me try. Is this, I, a, had, is this something that you had been entertaining for a while? I, I mean, what guy doesn't yeah, wonder so. for a second, like, yeah. can I do this? Yeah. And I was all like, did sketch comedy. I think I was doing Thai boxing at the time, band. So I was, I always kind of did what I wanted yeah. in a way, like in a safe, kind of responsible mm-hmm. way, um, like stunt school, like all these things. I always wanted to try it. Mm-hmm. At least once. And if it mm-hmm. sucked, it sucked. So Doug introduced me to Joanna. <laughs> and then she was like, all right, let's, um, like, we set up a meeting at some bar in Williamsburg. And she was like, it was so awkward because <laughs> seriously, she's like, I never interviewed anyone before and I was uh-huh. for this. And I was like, I never been interviewed for this. She's like, do you have, a wire tattoo and I was like no she's like if you did I couldn't <laughs> really yeah. that was like her thing yeah she was like I just can't I was like no that's disgusting <laughs> I love that that was like her line yeah <laughs> I think that was like her first question and then she was like well how like big are you and I was <laughs> I, I think I remember like moving her hands and <laughs> it's like right I was like that's that's about it. She's like here, and I was like, mm. <laughs> so, so she she decides to go with me, and she went with me only because two of the other guys were like douchebags, and like I think one guy she walked in, and he was like a junkie, and she was like, no, wow, <laughs> yeah. So, and then she was like, all right, if we do the scene, you have to have like shave your body hair, and I was like, whoa, okay. So I was like, like all of it. Yeah. I, that's what she asked. And not your legs, everything. Wait, fuck off. Really? That's what she said. Cause she's starting to, they, they've only been modeling. They weren't shooting porn yet. Okay. So she was like at the cusp of the beginning of her career. Too. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah. So they only had the site going on for a little bit and obviously they were contending against suicide girls. Mm-hmm. So they were like, all right, how do we, how do we step away or how do we like do something different? Yeah. And so like, we're going to make a porno burning angel.com, the porno, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, so she, that was her advice. Just shave everything. And I was like, all right, so one week we're going to shoot shaving everything gets canceled. (laughs) I was like, all right. So then another week comes Gets canceled, still shaving everything. So then the third week. <laughs> Do you just I have think, like massive ingrowns by now? Like, so the third razor week. Razor. Yeah. The third week we go, we're going to meet up at a hotel, at a like a themed hotel in Manhattan, which mm-hmm. I didn't know existed. But so it was so weird. Like I get there early 
I think I'm texting people. I was like, oh my God, it's going to happen. It was so crazy. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I remember, like, I remember sitting on a bench and waiting for them to say, oh, we're here, come over. So, yeah. and it was so weird because I was sitting next to old people and, like, they were feeding pigeons. But when I get up to leave, like, one of the old people say, like, good luck. And I, like, it's not like I was talking with them what I'm about to do, yeah. but they just said, like, good luck. And I was like, Okay. Wow, that's so bizarre. Yeah, it was. And then I go to the hotel and they're outside and like, oh, we got to cancel again. Like all the plumbing's messed up and everything. I was like, okay. I was like, I've been shaving my body (laughs) for almost a month now. I can't take this anymore. Can I call a friend to to hopefully make this happen? (laughs) She's like, uh, okay. So I call my drummer and I was like, dude, can I use your law for to shoot a porn? I was like, yeah. He was like, but I'm not home, but my roommate is. I was like, done. Uh, so we go there and like, like this is the first time we're actually like hanging out with yeah. each other on a ride. And yeah. I'm like nervous, you know, jokey and everything. Yeah. And then, you know, the loft was like, it was had high ceilings and everything, mm-hmm. but they go to the roof and they're like, there's graffiti on the roof and it's cool. And they're like, oh, let's shoot on the roof, like the photos. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. So my friend comes home from work and we're all like giddy. <laughs> we're like, oh my God, you're going to do it. <laughs> you know, he's like, I know. <laughs> so, and then Joanna's like, we're going to shoot on the roof. Like sex, on, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. As long as it happens, yeah, because my body. <laughs> so there's people on the roof. There's like, I think there's a guy and two girls, and we're like, hey, we're gonna shoot something up here, and we can't ask you to leave because you live here, but you can stay and watch. And they're like, oh, okay. Oh my yeah, sure. god! And we're like, so the second like we go to turn around to what like to start like everyone looking over and they're like everybody's on their phone like. Oh. So we start shooting. It was me and Joanna's first scene was the anal scene. So wait, you were working with her? I was working with her. Okay. So. And it was anal. It was anal. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Tommy. She's like, if I'm gonna, well, she's like, if I'm gonna do this, I gotta like. Do it. Yeah. And like, just put it out there. And, like, I could do this and be a badass and everything. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it too. <laughs> so while we're shooting, being we had these, like, fucking uh, Home Depot, like, lights on because they didn't have, like, <laughs> right. studio lights. Right, right. So we're blind, but we can't see anything past us. But we keep hearing the, the fucking emergency door open and close, open and close, open and close. <laughs> So while we're fucking, people from the building are coming up. Oh, my God. And then eventually, like, my friend is there, and I see him with his roommates, and they're having beers, and, like, from the corners, like, yeah! <laughs> Everyone's joke. So we finished the scene, come, everything went perfect. We're done. Fucking 30 people. Round of applause, watching. <laughs> All these people from the building came up to watch us. Oh my god! And that and that was my first scene. That's insane. I've never heard a story like that. <laughs> it was crazy. How did you feel in that moment? 
I I just remember like I was just happy when it happened. Like finally it happened. Uh, I was kind of like, this is crazy. Like I I just remember being like kind of dumbfounded. Like I can't believe I just did this. Like this is insane. But also like that was amazing. Like it was fun. She was like gorgeous. I I think Joanna looks. So like amazing now, like yeah. her body, everything. I yeah. think she's like found reverse aging, yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> but uh, I was just so happy that, and like confidence wise, like mm-hmm. everything worked and mm-hmm. it was like one of the best feelings. It was like accomplishing like a huge thing. Like I did a theater show. Yeah. I mean, you did. You're pretty, yeah. Big audience. I didn't expect that. Yeah. <laughs> But it was it was amazing. So wait, was this Joanna's first scene as well? Yeah, wow. she did. Uh, I mean, she did modeling and. No, like, I know. I know that she started off doing like nude modeling. Yeah. I knew that, but and like I, she was might have done a solo. But as for like a boy, a boy girl, girl sex scene, scene, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and it's so incredible too that you guys are both still in the industry and you both still work together a lot. We we talk about it. Because we're like, of hey, sit, like I call her sis. Yeah. Because we've been through this so much. Yeah. And like so much through our times has happened and everything. And like, you know, I mean, we don't hang out a lot, mm-hmm. but I know like I love her. Yeah. And I know I get this, like she has the same feelings and she, I just think the world of her, she's yeah. amazing. And the fact all that she's been through and still like holding down this status of like, Mm-hmm. professionalism and, and everything is mm-hmm. like, I respect her so much. She's um, yeah. She's incredible. She write. she's such a great writer. Like the concepts yeah. and stuff that she comes up with. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for her. Another new trailer that I loved um, was Alina Lopez and like the babysitter auditions with her and Aaron. I didn't, I didn't. Oh, see. it's so funny. It's yeah. like, so they're basically interviewing her for a babysitting job and then they get like really serious about how she needs to be um, inspiring and inspire their child to do art. And then it just goes off on this weird tangent where they're like, you know, painting is art, music is art. And then Aaron goes, twerking is art. And then he starts like twerking. And then like it cuts to like, she's like, somehow they convince her, I guess, to do a striptease. Again, this is just a trailer. So like, I don't really know how it gets there, but she's doing this seductive striptease. And suddenly there's like, you know, um, special effects smoke in the air and like, they're like writing notes on like her striptease and there's this crazy music play. It's just, it's so funny. It's just so ridiculous. And it takes everything, you know, she's so good at taking, um, something that, you know, can be very, very silly. Oh, um, yeah. most of the time porn and like poking fun at it. You know what I mean? Like she really brings out the humor in our jobs. And I love that. Well, I mean, I know when they were coming out, like Vivid had like alt porn. Yes, I remember that. Like, Mm -hmm. and I mean, for to obviously come from nothing into this industry and kind of make a name and then like making it, oh, this is what I'm known for. Like, that's a huge accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Like, and she's kind of always just, this is what I want to do. And this is how I want to do it. Mm -hmm. And like the fans came 
You know, yeah. and she kind of played literally. By her role. <laughs> hey, ooh. <laughs> ooh, hey, sorry, <laughs> I had to throw it in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank God they did. Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> then, that is definitely what we want. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's just always um, down in her way, which she got to respect. And now she's at a point where she could still do more of whatever she wants. So God bless her. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love, That's such an amazing – that's like my – that's my favorite first scene – story I think I've ever heard. And I've oh. heard a lot of them. Cause I always ask people that on like, what was your first scene? Like, cause I feel like that's such a pivotal moment, Yeah, you know, obviously in your career and your life. And that's, that's definitely the best one I've ever heard. And I love that it was with Joanna too. That's so great. Yeah. I, I mean like those beginning years are so crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like we did uh, another scene in like the band I was in. We had a, a, a bus, like a mm-hmm. short bus that we turned into like a, I, we shared with other friends and everything mm-hmm. for touring and stuff. And uh, we were shooting a scene in it and we were like down in Brooklyn, I think by the water and like a bunch of like acidic Jews, like kind of swarmed the bus. <laughs> they were like, we know what you're doing. <laughs> Fuck off. Really? Yeah. And we were like, this is stupid. <laughs> And we're like fucking and like there's banging on the windows. <laughs> and we're like, all right, we gotta get out. <laughs> They're gonna put a rock through. That's so funny. So that was insane. Like we did Repenetrator, the reanimator parody. Uh-huh. Uh I have also never seen that. The original movie. Well that ended up winning um like most outrageous sex scene. Yeah. In like two thousand six. So I was like, whoa. And then that fucking thing has had such a history. Like it's played in theaters. We've done live shows. Wow. Of it. And we did like a tour, like shows in New York and in Chicago. What do you do in the show? Do you like show clips from the movie and then talk about it? Well, I think it's kind of playing, but we're kind of like acting it out while (laughs) it was happening. Like there was a fucking theater and people and we had like uh, blood. Doug helped put that together. Uh, uh, but we had, you know. But you didn't act out the sex scenes. No, we didn't have sex, but we like dry humped and everything. So, <laughs> but that was insane. That's like, so funny. Yeah. It's that repenetrator has like <laughs> done so much. <laughs> but, yeah. So I've been through so much with Joanna, like Joanna's Angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, the like the movies like the kind of a Charlie's Angels thing she mm-hmm. was doing mm-hmm. like it's just hours and days of just like insanity and fun and drinking and everything yeah yeah it sounds like you've had a lot of fun with your career yeah um, if anything I could definitely say I've laughed a lot like yeah. I'm very yeah. Uh, I mean, with the comedy and everything, but I I don't, I find I laugh more now, but I know, like, I don't know, life is stressful and being a parent is mm-hmm. stressful and just so much stuff. But, like, I've definitely laughed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So what advice would you give to new guys who want to get into the porn industry? I've been getting a lot of... uh Way more emails 
now about getting into it. Some I, guys from like India. Like, oh God, I get so many. How of those. do I get into it? I was like, so first many of those. leave India <laughs> <laughs> because it's banned there, and I can't help you. You're kind of you're you hit a wall. Yeah, trying to do that. But, yeah. Um, but I I don't know. Um, everyone, I always say, I was like, look. Started Snapchat, started OnlyFans, like Twitter is the best place to like get to talk to people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Be humble. Don't be a, a douche because nobody needs you. And mm-hmm. I like, I realized that a long time ago, like nobody needs me. I want to make them want me. Like I, yeah. that's my goal. Yeah. Like if I keep getting work, it's because people want to use me. Mm-hmm. They don't have to. I know that. Mm-hmm. So I've never like, that never got past me of like, oh, everybody wants, like, mm-hmm. I'll work forever. It's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, it's an expiration date. So until that point comes, like, I just, I want people to want me yeah. to work and to be around. So I always just tell people, like, I don't care how whatever size dick you think you have or how good you fuck, like, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it doesn't matter. And you're not going to impress <clears throat> any of these girls mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. You know, like just <laughs> calm the fuck down, dude. You yeah. know, like there's no technique you have that's going to wow anyone. Right. <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to I'm going to dispute you a little bit on oh, that oh. because I have a little confession to make and it's kind of awkward for me to say this. Um, but you know, I've only besides the time that I shot you for for Mike for that wicked movie, I've only shot you once for a production that I was directing. Yeah. And I have to say, and it was for Naughty America, and it was Casey Miller. Um, teens love cum, because <clears throat> they sure do. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> and I have to say, when, and you played like the older professor thing, and I have to say that when the scene started, I might have gotten a little bit turned on, and that doesn't ever happen. And it was entirely because of you and your dialogue during the scene. Because I'm a very auditory person. Yeah. And for me, it's about what the guy says, which is why it's so hard for me to find good porn because they never want the guy to talk, right? Yeah. They want it to be all about the girl, but I want to hear the guy talk. Like, that's what gets me off. And just the, and also too, like I have a thing for professors <laughs> and just so the whole, the, and the way you stayed in character. And yeah. the, I was like, this is kind of hot. Oh shit. And, so, and honestly, like, and that, that, and people ask me this question all the time and I get so annoyed when they ask me like, do you get turned on shooting? I'm like, no, like you have no idea how much I don't like for me, it's just a job. And it really yeah. is like that 99.9% of the time. But I, I won't lie. When I shot that scene with you, I was like, Kind of like that. <laughs> so, oh well, there you go. So there you go, Tommy. Oh, I appreciate that. You Thank are so you. welcome. I mean, I always, I, I mean, I have, I have what I have. Mm-hmm. I know I got to like work, make it work, and everything, and I gotta <laughs> that's work. the most important thing. Yeah, you know, like I can't just like hang back and be like, "Here's twelve inches." <laughs> I don't have to do anything. <laughs> Yeah, but those guys like often are like very. I've been with guys with with big dicks a couple of times, not often, and honestly, it's really not my favorite thing. Um, I, I don't enjoy it; it's it's too much for me. But yeah, I find uh, them they can be quite lazy sometimes. 
They yeah. Think that they don't need to do anything. It's no. Like hot, it's like hot chicks. You know what I mean? Like they don't need to. Yeah. Like, it's just like. Because they're like, I'm pretty. But you're having sex with me. Yeah. It's like, and. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I, I always, uh, unless I'm told not to do a specific thing, mm-hmm. like I'm always going to go to my go-tos. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think kind of like keeping the clit moist and pinching it mm-hmm. is a great sensation. If some, if they say, I, I'm like always whispering, like, do you like that? Is mm-hmm. this good? Yeah. What do you want? Like, right. I, I mean, there's scenes where you just go through it, but you know, obviously I want to always put out the best I can. Mm-hmm. So like having that talk before, what do you like your yeses and no's? What are you okay with? Right. What do you like? What gets you off and right, stuff? Right, and right. you know, and sometimes you get an answer where it's just like whatever, anything, just mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like yeah. anything. Oh, I'm gonna hit you with a chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so. <laughs> what do you mean you're not getting off? <laughs> so I, I like when people give feedback because mm-hmm. we're putting on a performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, in all honesty, it's a fantasy and. So if we can make it the best we can, then why not? Yeah. So, but I like to gift the gap too. Yes. Like I, I could talk, I could keep it going. And yes, you're very good at that. Oh, thank you. I think if uh no if they don't tell me like, all right, shut up or calm down. Yeah. Or, yeah. Then I'll keep it going. If it's hot, you yeah. Know, then why not? Yeah. yeah. Well, Tommy, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate Ooh. it. I appreciate your time and um this was a great interview. Thank I really you. Enjoyed so myself. Much. I hope you did too. I did. Thank you for having me. Of course. And I will love to do this again. I'll just have to chase you for another few months. No, I don't live <laughs> harass you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I appreciate this so much. Of Thank course. You. Can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media, and if you have like any websites or anything you want to promote? Well, you can find me on Twitter at. Uh, Tommy Pistol. Um, there is one thing I would like to promote, and it is for my brother. Uh, his daughter, Isabella, suffers from uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Oy. And uh, I have it pinned on my front page, and it's a GoFundMe. So a lot, since I posted it uh, four days ago, a lot of people have actually chipped in and retweeted it, which I really... Uh, respect and very thank you everyone for doing that so that is one thing uh, i would like to promote okay if you it's right on my pen page it's gofundme it says help isabella help elizabeth isabella fight juvenile rheumatoid arthritis wow i didn't so. realize that because she's young i assume yes i didn't realize you could get it that young yeah from and then the shots to get that going and with his mortgage like my brother like we didn't have a great relationship growing up because I was the youngest, but yeah. I mean, he's helped me so much since I moved out to LA. Mm-hmm. And if this is a way I can help back, then I definitely want to. So. Oh, well, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, I really hope that people donate more. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Anything else? No. Um, I mean, I'm on Instagram too. So. I was looking for you on Instagram. I couldn't find I, I you. I changed it because uh, advice I got was to um, not really say your stage name for some reason. So I changed it a little to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on Instagram, I am official underscore pistol underscore page. 
Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely could not. Find I him. had Tommy pistol, official Tommy pistol, and then I ended up changing it because I heard a lot of people were getting uh, deleted. Yeah. So. Yeah. I figure I'll play by the rules as much as I can. <sighs> All right. Well, everybody go uh, follow Tommy, donate to his brother's GoFundMe for his niece. And you guys can follow me at Holly Randall on Twitter and on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next week. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Just a reminder, if you love my show, there are a lot of ways to support me. First of all, if you're listening to this on the Apple Podcast platform, if you can rate and review my show, that will help me a lot. Or you can always join my Patreon, patreon.com slash Unfiltered, And with your pledge, you get access to all kinds of cool perks and you help me make this show even better. I also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash groups slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. We have a lot of fun discussions there all about the show and the guests. And my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash C slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. Next week on the podcast, I have the beautiful Kenzie Taylor. Kenzie recently just got cast as the lead in the new Axel Braun film, Captain Marvel. So she's really, really excited about that. And we talk about all kinds of stuff, porn related and not. Um, she is a fellow sober sister. So we get to talk about one of my favorite topics, sobriety. And um, she's got a really moving story, which is, um, I think, really, really inspiring. So make sure that you come back next week for Kenzie Taylor on Holly Randall Unfiltered.